1: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: Welcome to my good bad brain, I'm a normal person. So I'm insane. I've got depression and ADHD, but I'm doing better since I medicated me. I'm still not always sure whether I exist or what being a person even really is. But I figured out a long time ago that being alive is beautiful. Hello, everyone. Going to open up right at the top with the truth. I fucked up. I fucked up in this little interview. Uh, <clears throat> it's, a, it's very technical, but and whatever. But the long story short is when I was trying to record this uh, conversation I had with Jocelyn, which was so, so lovely. We were talking to these microphones that I usually use the whole time. Uh, but I forgot to press a button on my recording device. That meant I recorded from these internal microphones on the recorder. And those microphones were not right in front of our faces, like this luscious sound right now. They were, um that microphone was on the table between us, so... The sound is a little weird. I've done my best to salvage it because I didn't want to lose this conversation um, because I thought it was really great. And I've been wanting to do this with Jocelyn for a while. You know, I've had like Lily and Aaron, some clever people on here already. And um, yeah, I just, of course, wanted to get to Jocelyn. So I know this interview... Well, okay, I'll say this. Most of the people I have on here have some kind of like diagnosed mental thing, whatever. Like, right? Like I have ADHD and depression and whatever. Well, I guess actually, I don't even know if that's true. Most of the people, I think what's important here is like Jocelyn uh, is of course, interesting to me because I ever struggle. I want to know everybody has their secret struggles. Everyone has tough things that happen to me, but Jocelyn it's, it's not, it's her positivity, this like constant energy and readiness and like room for whatever is in front of her that she approaches anytime I've seen her and worked with her, she approaches things with this like eagerness isn't the right word but like delight almost like I I think this is the thing about Jocelyn that gets me it's like we talk on here I talk I we I talk about living in inquiry a lot and like if you could greet the unknown or greet difficulty that other people in the world brings you with inquiry instead of judgment and just encounter your whole world of inquiry instead of judgment. <clears throat> I think Jocelyn kind of does that. Like, but in like in this way, like anything that could happen, bad, whatever, like, Oh, that now would kind of have a, Oh, okay. <laughs> like we're going to do that now. And, and I've seen her in production, you know, when you're shooting things and moving around, there's nobody who doesn't get tired from it eventually, and Jocelyn is a person who's up very early in the day. You you get to see people at their like grouchiest ultimately if you shoot with them enough, and I've never seen, not that she's like I've seen her. What, what I'm trying to say I've seen her like shift f- into a serious version of herself that never ceases to be looking for a, a good answer to this situation. For everyone. And I think that like. There's a generosity of spirit in that. And I believe. Having that outlook on the universe. Sort of starts to perpetuate itself. It, it creates a levity. My, I have therapists who says, uh, said to me once. Like let things be light. Like, like allow lightness in your life. And. Uh, there's great profundity in that. I think there's a huge amount of wisdom. And like being able to step back. From whatever the fuck is occupying your thoughts, your little human thoughts that seem so heavy, this universe in your shoulders. And just letting yourself be, you know, I don't know, letting things be light, knowing that you are just here for a moment. And that's great uh, that every moment that you are here within that moment, <laughs> you're going to find beautiful. Or find something beautiful about it. That you're going to choose to be curious and excited about the things you see. Instead of judgmental and scared. I don't know. It's contagious. Just, I mean, you know, Joss and I have sort of similar brains. This kind of pace and kind of manic silly billy thing that we can do. And I always had so much fun shooting things with her at Clever. So, I don't know. This was nice to talk to her about. How is she like that? Why is she like that? What's the Tao of Jocelyn? Um... We, this was about a week or so after the Defy stuff happened too so we talked some about that, about Defy shutting down anyway, I'm going to shut up if you guys like the podcast uh, please support us at patreon.com slash brain or just leave us a nice review, that helps us a lot and um, that's it, that's the business that's the business I keep forgetting to do and I thought I'd throw in here too okay, on to this uh, talk that I had with my lovely, uh, wonderful just uh, all around so jocelyn friend, Jocelyn In the background. Hey Joss!
1: Hi Jared!
0: I'm joined today <laughs> to great time by a truck, truck,
1: a trash truck outside.
0: See, I think, I don't think the mic even picked that up, so now we're just going to seem crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't <laughs> oh, know. We we're are. just like, whoa! Uh, Joss, it's a delight to finally have you on My Good bad
1: Brain. It is a delight to be here with you, as it always is, especially in this gorgeous living room. Oh,
0: thank you. That was
1: highly featured <laughs> on Facebook's hit show estate
0: oh I don't know that was produced by that company uh, Clever Clever TV <laughs> I think the 5 Media
1: what happened to them
0: what happened to them actually this is this is nice we, get to, we finally get to talk together basically because they closed because you have time
1: <laughs> I do I have some extra time still not really sure what the future of Clever is hopefully we're finding a new home but in the meantime we have halted production so that does leave me with more yes. time than I typically have, which yeah. is not much. And I've been wanting to come on your podcast since you started it.
0: Oh, yeah. So me I'm too. excited. You were on my first list of stuff. I got through a bunch of the other clever people, or, you know, and I think our, we have similar brains in weird ways. Like, I don't think, I think there's a lot of ways they're different. But there's an energy that I just, at least in our performative aspects, that yes. like, we kind of match, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's fun. So that'd be fun to like.
1: We're both very like yes andy type people. That's that's like, what it is. If someone, if like Jill, our producer, right. ever gives me and you something to roll with, right. we are going to take it until someone tells us to just shut the app up.
0: Yeah, me. that's that's a great way to describe it because maybe that is the similarity, the yes ending. Because maybe that's where the similarity says too. I don't know.
1: Well, I think we also both. Have a similar energy level in that. I think we are different, but I think we both enjoy a lot of the same things like people, talking to people. We're both really close with our families. I think that is so integral to who I I am as a person. And I know it is for you too. And I feel like that's like the wellspring from whence we have sprung. So that I think could be really similar. I think your family, like core beliefs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Your family's definitely more stable than mine from the outside, looking in, is what it seems like. But I do agree with you. I think that this, because you do have like a self possession. Like, I mean, that's the similarity. There's like outward weirdness. Other people will be like, wow, they're really energetic and do their own thing. But like, that can only exist with a confidence isn't even the right word because like, confidence suggests you don't like, you're not doubting or something like that. That it's just like, um, you kind of
1: have a sense of your identity, I think, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? what it is.
0: Just an understanding of where, where you came from, or that you have a place that you came from, that you fit into just by being whatever you are. Yeah. So it does not it's like never a second thought to me that other people are like, oh, you're so poopy or you're so like energetic and the way you do these things. Or, uh, you know what, it doesn't seem weird to me.
1: And I think it's interesting, and I don't know if you would feel the same way, but a lot of those aspects of myself, especially now that I'm a person in their 30s, yeah. who... There is a certain age, especially for girls, when it's like, you're 13, time to stop being silly, time to get sexy. And there's nothing I hate more than that. It's like, so I almost find myself sometimes being like, why am I acting so weird right now? And I think I'm doing it, A, because I think it's fun, but B, because I think it makes other people feel like they can be at ease with themselves.
0: I completely agree with that. I I feel the same... Maybe that's the similarity. Like, because I've always felt like I feel like the way one is is an example for others around you. Like, we all model for each other all the time, whether or not we like it. And if, yeah, I think people have been in my life's inspirations because they're just themselves or weird or do whatever they want to do. And that does make me go like, oh, that's an option for me, for other people. (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, the theme overall is in, you know, the interest of focusing these episodes or whatever was, like, for us, I think, well i think it's nice that the divide thing has just happened because then we can have this theme of like how do we deal with big life shifts that happen uh but you generally i think the one originally i was going to ask you about and still remains true and is related to that is you do have this like positivity Mm -hmm. pretty consistently i think i don't think i've ever seen you like be dark or like pissed i feel like i've sensed you get tired at times Mm -hmm. and start and and like it almost like has this, re- this feeling to me, like, like, you know, like if you have a, if you see your dad get angry and he never gets angry and you're like, oh no, oh, no. it like, just seems somebody be yeah. away that doesn't, you're exactly. not used to them. You're like, well, and so I feel like I might've seen you be that, but even that, uh, or like, the, like I always I've almost always complimented you like after we do something together. Cause I, really blows me away. Like as a host, you're so good at like playing the yes and game and being kooky and being yourself to some degree, but also like keeping things on track and keeping it going, keeping it presentational and like knowing the job that they're, is there to accomplish. And so that speaks to me to, to some ability of like to, I don't know, have some kind of mastery over your emotions or at least like, um,
1: yeah. Like, like some consistency, I guess like emotional consistency. Yeah. Or,
0: or yes. like a, uh, maybe claiming them or something like, like you're making choices about your existence is what mm-hmm. it feels like to me. Yeah. So in the midst of just regular life that mm-hmm. brings in a lot of, hard, crazy things. We even just cited just the expectation that you're 13 Time to be sexy, not silly. Like those, like you're obviously aware of all the weird societal shit everywhere and all the things of regular life. And then on top of it now, like in the instance of a specific thing, like your whole career going like, we're done now with this <laughs> exactly. job. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So let's start there. What does Jocelyn do to say so Jocelyn Chipper? You Well, know?
1: first off, um, I have actually, contrary to, probably what most people know about me, been through some really crazy life events in the last five years, which maybe I'll feature talking about on my YouTube channel. Honestly, (laughs) they are things I've not opened up about because they are not just my story. And I feel like the people involved in some of the things that have happened in my life need to share in that storytelling because it's just as much them as me. That being said, those situations were... You know, the worst that you could probably go through, very life and death oriented. Mm -hmm. So that is where my perspective is now at this point in my life. I think about some really bad things that happened in the last week for a lot of my friends. But hey, you know what? We're all alive. We're all healthy. And to me, I know that sounds like, oh, that's so simple and silly. But when you're in a situation where people around you are facing death and where, you know, you're being faced with some really tough stuff, it really, really, really changes your perspective. And that's what it's been for me. Listen, I've had tough moments. Like, I have had a few moments where I've been really sad and angry and cried, And I feel like I'm going through all those stages of grief. And, like, you need to let yourself feel all of those things. You cannot bottle them up. But I think I just have a really strong perspective on the things that matter to me. And I love my career and I love everything I've built because of the people, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful that I still have those people and those relationships in my life. And also I've seen a lot of change, like really crazy change when we're talking about career stuff. Over the last 10 years, like YouTube wasn't even a thing 10 years ago.
0: I know. And now it's, like, not a thing again. And
1: now it's not a thing again. But here's my perspective is that every time I've gone through really, really, really uncomfortable change that, like, I don't like, it doesn't feel good, I'm getting a gray hair every five seconds, Mm -hmm. that is when the most amazing things happen. Every time I've gone through a really tough transition and change, that's the moment for reinvention. But it's all about perspective. If you're scared of change and you're unwilling to accept it and you hate it, you can't really expect good things to come out of it. And that sounds Pollyanna, but it's like sometimes a lot harder Mm -hmm. to be positive and keep working and keep trying to evolve in tough situations than it is just be like, I'm angry.
0: I agree with that. I'm mad. There's like a lot of, um, I think I'm starting to understand more the idea of discipline as a solution to uh, a lot of life problems. And among and, and the baseline of discipline to me is like choosing to do something that you don't instinctively want to do because you know it's a more positive choice. And what you're saying is like I do think there's an indulgence and and it's easy sometimes. Uh, sometimes you just don't have a choice over it, like depression yeah, and stuff like that. Like, I totally true. relate to that. But um, that that it is easier sometimes to just say like I fuck it or like get down, you know, whatever. And that the discipline of maintaining like choosing to be positive
1: and it's also about the people you surround yourself with when i'm going through something tough in this situation there are certain people that i just can't put myself around to protect my own self in situations like this Uh i'll put myself around people who are going to lift me up yeah and like someone like you who is willing to have the tough conversations But at the end of the day, is a positive person. There's this woman named Gretchen Rubin. She wrote this book called The Happiness Project. Okay. And it's all about habits and how forming habits are so important, and how that's what can make you happy.
0: I agree with that.
1: And I've really found that a lot of that has worked in my own life. I think it's different for everybody. Um, well, what kind
0: of. Key you get? What's what are some habits that you
1: like? For example, um, I know that if I do something as simple as like light a really beautiful candle in mm-hmm. my house it will change my mood that's I know, why i started
0: doing insects for myself it does um, something to pull me I out think it of really my does. head
1: and i also think i was talking to somebody about this the other day not to get like too deep thoughts but i think that's what we're doing yeah okay. is that i think we were made by a creator mm-hmm. like in the creator's image like like the creator so i believe all human beings are meant to be creative and that we're meant to be enjoying creative things so when i'm like down i'll go outside and enjoy creation or i'll listen to music that makes me feel good it's insane how much it can lift your mood to put on some headphones and go get some vitamin d it really really
0: is i I, uh i said this the other day i like was because i was doing some boxing with friends and i was like Looking out, I was making new workout playlists because I, yeah. I didn't have them anymore. And I just listened to podcasts so much and things like that. And I was listening to music, and I was, like, texting my friends, like, I was like, music's so fucking good, you guys. It's like, so- I forgot how good music is. It's I know. Crazy. That's so funny. It, I do think those are, like, you can think of those things almost as little, like, um, brain hacks. Yeah, it's
1: different for everybody because I think happiness is so, first off, fleeting. It, it can be in and out. It can come and go so quickly. But the fact that we have a choice and that we can choose it if we want right. to, not always, like you said, because it's not the case for everybody. Well, I, th- I think about a lot like,
0: uh, yes, yeah, sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes it's like everything you're trying, it still doesn't fucking work. And it is like a brain chemistry thing. I, I think about a lot uh, that these days I'm thinking, my, my main thought around if two things are true, two things can be true, which are one thing is true is that sometimes you don't have control over your bad feelings, And the other thing is true is uh, sometimes I can choose my way out of bad feelings. Then I can look at them and say, those are both equally true Mm -hmm. statements, but only one of them serves me. Like the thought, sometimes I have no fucking way out of this situation. It's just my brain. Deciding to think mostly about that truth, isn't helpful because then I'll tend that way when maybe choosing wouldn't,
1: would work. Exactly.
0: Versus thinking about the choice. Sometimes I can make choices and changes that will bring me out of a bad place. And if I focus on that, it's not always going to work, but sometimes it will. You know what I'm
1: saying? Exactly. And the other
0: one is like the Wayne Gretzky thing. Like you you miss 100% of the shots (laughs) you don't take. So, so true. if I don't try to get better or figure out some choices, then of course, and because I've already decided it's just my brain, it's my brain chemistry, I can't fucking fix this. Then of course, you're never going to fix it. And once in a while, you know, you, you'll find and I think more often than we think that you, that you do have more power over yourself than you, than you realize. And I'm always moderating this discussion because you're always in this fine line when you talk about mental health stuff of like, on the one hand, you want to give absolute credence and weight and mass to the difficulty that exists for some people. Like when you have brain chemistry things, like that shit's real. And don't act like it's not. And don't yeah. act like people are just telling you, stop being lazy and get out of bed and don't be depressed. Like just be happy. Like that's not an option. It's
1: not realistic.
0: Yeah. Right. But the other side of it is that like it does help. Like we go to talk therapy and talk therapy can change you in positive ways the same way somebody saying shitty abusive stuff to you can physically traumatize you and affect your, your brain chemistry. So this idea that there are uh, quote unquote non-physical, like that there's a, a, a thought that you can have or a choice that you can make that can have a physical impact on you, that's also true and empowering. And I feel like it's good mm-hmm. to focus on that. Because also, and to get even more like, uh, you know, abstract about this, like-
1: We become our thoughts.
0: But your thoughts are physical. Like, like we we consider them to be an ephemeral thing, but it exists because of electrical signals and chemical interactions in your brain. Uh, At some level, your thoughts are physical, are physical things.
1: Exactly. And it's very interesting. I think, you know, that whole thing of like, words will never hurt me. I think words and thoughts are so powerful. I know, I don't know if you've ever heard people like joke about this, like, I've won so many, like, work fights in the car on the way to work talking to myself or whatever. And I think the way that we talk to ourselves and the thoughts that we have are what can truly impact our lives for the best and for the worst. And I definitely many times found myself going down these rabbit holes where I'm just like having these thoughts. I'm like, where the hell did this even come from? And I have to like Make the choice to be like, no, no, no. I'm not even going to think about that. Like, moving on, thinking about things that are, for me, rooted in reality. Yeah. Um,
0: even that awareness to go, where do these thoughts come from? Like,
1: us? what? how did this just pop into my head? This is weird. Well,
0: I think to realize that I, we are not in, like, kooky, crazy, mystical, psychic ways. Like, in very practical ways, we do sponge up the people around us. And we're also made up of other people. Like, we are... We received our DNA from our parents, you know, and that DNA is affected by the things like epigenetics are genes that turn on and off based on outside uh, traumatic factors and they pass those on or not, you know, that like we are that sometimes I do believe um, traumas or different kinds of thoughts can enter your head and or, or your experience. And if you have that ability to observe them moving throughout you, sometimes you can't say, "Whoa, wait, that's not mine. Like that, I'm carrying a weight for a loved one, or a partner, or a friend, or or something mm-hmm. that like you can if you're not conscious. Which then again becomes why boundary and personal awareness becomes important because then you can realize when you're taking on other people's baggage or taking on other people's negative talk, or you know. And
1: even beyond that, I, this is like such a Pinterest quote, which I feel like I've just been a plethora of Pinterest quotes Love this it. week. Is that you really do become the people you surround yourself with. I think that's and, so fucking
0: true. It's so horny, but I've been thinking no, that like true. a lot lately.
1: It's so true. And I've been so fortunate to just be surrounded by really amazing people and have been able to make really good friends, yeah. friends that are like family to me. I also like my family and they're great, which is you know, not everybody could say that, especially in LA. People are like, I wanna get away from my family. Yeah. And so, you know, I I've, I feel as though these people around me, like lift me up to new places where my new, my norm is different than it might be for yeah. other people. So I
0: yeah. think that's a tough thing to do to look around your life and see like how are the people around me acting and like, cause they might be a really good friends and stuff too, but you have to be, I think we have to be realistic, like
1: and protective you of yourself I, at a certain level. Like, yeah. you know, at a certain point it's okay to kind of choose yourself because yeah. you can't, you really can't fix other people and if they you know don't want to realize some of the things that are going on with them or don't want to talk about them or try to improve upon them after a certain point like it's just hard and i've had people in my life where i'm just like i love you so much but i cannot do this in the way that i am anymore like i have to separate myself a little bit yeah you know
0: i mean i kind of buy that thing that you become the average of like the five pieces it's so true i think it is true and i think i'm really grateful the people around me are supportive but but not even that so much i i what i'm inspired by is people who are doing their own shit who are like Mm -hmm. Out there in the world.
1: Taking risks. Talking being themselves creative. positively.
0: Yeah, being creative. Trying to do something. And there's this, like, people always say, like, I feel like the first time I heard the phrase, like, ambitious is a good thing was in the context of romantic interest. Was that, like, people like a guy who's ambitious. Something like that. But I realized as I got older that, like, as much as I like to veg and do nothing or whatever, like, I do have dreams. And I, I fucking lose my mind if I don't create. And it's easy to fall into a rut of not doing that. And it's easier to not if you're surrounded by people who also create and do
1: things. Exactly.
0: And like, and like, dude, I don't know. It's just, it's so easy to, my friend Zeke, Zeke says, we uh, co-sign each other's bullshit, you know, mostly it's around (laughs) like, uh, making poor food choices. Like we're together, we're like, want to get ice cream? Yeah. Like, yeah, "Yeah, I you to co-sign my bullshit. But I trust him to not co-sign certain kinds of bullshit because he's a good friend and a good person who's done his work. And I think, you have to like look at your, your dynamic sometimes and be like, who am I in this dynamic? Am I the co-signer or am I being co-signed? Because you need
1: some know people in your life.
0: Indeed. I think yeah. we all do.
1: It doesn't really matter, you know, whether your ages are different or that dynamic doesn't match up. Like I know that, like, for example, all the people in my immediate family, actually not my mom, she's like too nice, but that my sister and brother will be like, you like, have to stop. You're ridiculous. Like, that is not working. You need to, like, change it up. You know, whatever it is, whether it's a big thing or a small thing, a character flaw or, like, an outfit choice, (laughs) whatever. Right. I know that they're going to be, like, you look stupid. Stop being dumb. And I'm so grateful that I have those people who will actually... Be for real with
0: me. I think that it was hard for me to realize. That's a, that's a good observation. Hard no to people realize.
1: are the ones who actually care about you.
0: I think that's true. I, it's just, again, one of those things that you need to be able to distinguish and make sure that that's true. I agree. Because there are also people who are just fucking negative And just like, they're putting their own fear of failure out there in the world onto you mm-hmm. by telling you no and blah, blah, blah. But um, <clears throat> it's been hard for me to learn because I think I wanted acceptance so bad yeah. from like blind acceptance, especially like from like unconditional love for the people close to me. To realize that some of the people who love me the most who say no or or criticize things I do are doing it because they're right. And, like, ultimately, they're like, I'm making self-destructive choices. And they're just like, I'm not going to agree with that.
1: And I think, like, one of the comments I get a lot from people that meet me are, like, you really don't care what people think. And I'm like, you're right. But, however, I have a handful of people in my life that I really care what they think. And... I think that's why, you know, for me at least, like covering this young celebrity news for so long, a lot of these young kids who rise to stardom at such a young age do not have anyone in their life who is A, telling them no, or B, that they care about their opinion enough to stop doing the bad things that they're doing or whatnot. So like, I have a handful of people in my life that I'm like, if they looked at me with question marks in their eyes, I would think twice, but then a lot of other people. are just like, "Yeah, thank you." Next,
0: <laughs> I think that's thank you. Next. Great song. Great song. I was talking about it. And I was like, "It's just such a, per- a perfect balance of perfect. like, it's like this is how like you your best version of like wishing how you could be in a breakup is like kind of like." Magnanimous and kind of like grow and like I'm like, so
1: grateful, I'm so grateful for but like, like good family. out of my
0: face. Yes. At the same but time. At the same time, just that little bit of sad that little bit like, okay, you know. That I'm, like one of them yeah.
1: loved her, one of them taught her something, and the other one she just laughs at. Yeah. Like he's such an idiot. I don't know. I just thought everyone I know, even my grandma, probably freaking relates to that song.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's God, that's such a gift to make stuff that like just people relate to. Like And know, talk
1: about uh, I mean, I think Ariana Grande. You know, I've been following her career for like ever. She has been through it; like she has yeah. had some horrible, oh, horrible, yeah, that's true. horrible things happened in her life. And I've met her family; they're good people. She keeps them very tight and close to her. Yeah, her grandma. Well, her mom, well you her just brother. said. Uh,
0: I was thinking like I I feel like I have a similar pattern of like a people some a few people who I really fucking give a shit what they think about me, and I give them those keys to the castle, and it's like. In the past, I think I would sometimes pick people who just didn't like me. Like, I have, like, an instinct to, like... you got to be like... careful
1: about who you choose. Exactly. I
0: and I think you got to make sure you're not choosing people out of a, your own weird wounds, which I think I used to do. But I've realized... I do think it gives you strength where... You, it's almost like uh What's it? Like a Horcrux in Voldemort or whatever. You know, <laughs> Horcrux in Harry Potter. It's like you take the your vulnerabilities <laughs> and you put them with a few trusted people. And then yeah. the rest of the world can't touch you. You're like, well, if these people are disappointed in me, I'll probably like totally her. <laughs> but you know.
1: Exactly. But
0: and I, I think, also trust them that if they are gonna feel that way about me, then it's real and I should probably take it seriously.
1: And I think being vulnerable and having like those really vulnerable moments, those authentic moments are what people actually relate to. There's just so much BS out there right Oof, now. Yeah. I feel like top to bottom, especially with like younger generations who don't have much experience speaking to people. They're just like texting and snapping all the time. Right. People are so hungry for like human interaction, uh, something real and like something messy and something that's not perfect, but just right. something.
0: I, I, do. I agree with that. Uh.
1: Cause I think we're so interconnected at this point. you like, The fact that I could, like, tweet someone like Barack Obama and maybe he'll see it. That's crazy. But also, have I spoken to a human being in person in three days? Like. Well, I was just thinking when you said
0: that, that we do live in a weird. I I don't know what youth are like now. Like, I don't. Because everything's recorded and everything's tracked. And that means, like, everything's judged. And it's almost like this. Like. I don't know. I wonder. I feel like some of the messiness and messy stories and kind of like romantic with a capital R stories that, you know, from my youth of just like wild, reckless things and, you know, what it's not that like isn't necessarily respectable or that I like I made poor choices. But I, I don't know. I, I think uh, in the, the Fiona Apple song, A Mistake, mm-hmm. she's like, I got a taste for a well made mistake. Yeah. I think about that all the time a well made mistake. That side note, one time my little brother, um, he was getting, he was writing some poems. I like to write poems and he was writing some poems and he sent it to the group chat, this poem that he wrote and he read it in this, um, in this, uh, voice. Like it's hard not to read poems without doing a poem voice. That's not your real voice. And
1: is it always mildly like East Atlantic or British? That, or well,
0: yeah, it depends what it is. It's either you're going to go with the slam poetry voice. Yeah. And this is where I am. This is where I've been. And this is where I'm going.
1: Damn, you know? or something like that,
0: or 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 it becomes more like Edgar
1: Allan Poe. So, yes,
0: Edgar Allan <laughs> Poe, and I need to tell the truth of these moments that happened to me in my life. All I'm ready these to time. like beat
1: next snap it out. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know,
0: and it's just hard not to. It's hard to just read in your in your voice, like I wrote this thing here it is. Yes. Um, and my little brother, my other little brother, had a, it was like honestly, Connor, I I can't get over the reading voice probably just because you're my brother but whatever and uh and i chimed in and i was like no kyle it's not because you're just his brother you're right like it's harder to read in your own voice because it's scary to be vulnerable it's scary to like make your own because i was like just writing poems is embarrassing like uh, like poems not like
1: a thing people do right they're vulnerable unfortunately i think
0: and i was like and i thought to myself writing a poem is a mistake <laughs> and reading a poem is a mistake, but it's a good one. It's like a well-made mistake. And then I was like, I kind of think all art is a well-made mistake. And when you get into the big macro, and this is back to your thing about the creator and the creation that we are made to create and be involved with in creativity it's like all of life is like a well-made mistake. Like it's this weird accident of like, Atoms that created the building blocks of like, uh, you know, the things that make up our DNA and electricity struck them one day and then they kind of like connected and then you'd single cell organisms and somehow 370 million years later or whatever, there's us, you know. Or See, some but I'm
1: So I believe like in mistakes, but also like not mistakes because I think even the most horrible things mm-hmm. in my life um, and I can only speak for myself have like in hindsight and it's just like such a simple idea that I feel like people talk about. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, have all just really worked together in a great way where yeah. I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. So I do subscribe to the belief that like things happen for a reason, Yeah. but I don't think all people are good. So that's why I think bad things happen in the world. Right. Um, cause there's I all, agree with you, you know, I think, Because I think we do all, I think most human beings are in this epic search for purpose and people are trying to figure it out. And I think we all have one. I really do believe that. I don't think there's a single person on this earth with no purpose. I think that's so much of what our journey Mm -hmm. is about.
0: This is, I guess by the time this comes out, it'll be a few weeks ago, but I did a a thing about... um did you read The Alchemist?
1: I haven't. I finally
0: i I listened to a book on tape. People recommend Did you like it for like birthday. I like really liked it a lot. I lo- I thought it was really great. And they talk in about about it in uh, in a what? they talk in it about this idea of your personal legend that everybody has a personal legend and you can feel if you're not living it or not. Like you when and once you learn, they say that uh, to learn the true language of the world and to read the signs and omens of the world. Like once you do, you can't ignore it, and that like you will know if you're not living your legend and that everyone has one. And since that, I've been, like, kind of infected by that, which comes a little bit full circle to the Defy stuff where I was, like, I was thinking when I found it, it it was gone, like most things that are are big changes in my life, I don't have much reaction to them. I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm used to that. Like, the standard rug's gonna go away. Things go away. (laughs) But but also... uh, if I had become one of these things for me that was like not sustaining me and I was like freelancing there'd be there sometimes it was enough to make me be like oh I'm working on some stuff but like it would just be enough to kind of to not go do the next thing to not go do something big and scary and different you know and uh, to not go live my personal legend which is part of the thing in the book where it where they're like you can be having a happy good content successful warm life and still not be living your personal legend. totally agree. And that's how I felt when this change happened. And maybe that's, that's part of this theme, uh, we can talk about, I guess, about like, how do you deal with big fucking upheavals in your life? Um, I really do think as corny as it sounds that, that when something comes and blows everything up in your life, like what a gift that is, like, cause now you get the freedom to do whatever. I, I uh, used to call it the snow day sort of effect for myself that I had, like, um, anytime anything is canceled, I have an instinctive positive reaction to it. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's something I was, like, really looking forward to, like, it doesn't matter if it would be, like, a cool meeting or, like, a date or, like, a fi- whatever. If it gets canceled last minute, I still always have the automatic response of, like, great. Cool. Oh, great. I, I don't have to do that, you know? And I think, I think it's, it's great.
1: And I think once you've hit this place of, you know rock bottom like a company closing it's not rock bottom for me personally um but once that band-aid has been fully ripped off you only have one place to go and it's a good place because nothing bad can happen from and there's it's gone it's ended it's over and i think it's all about perspective and intention if you intend to do something good you're willing to work hard Willing to actually work hard, not talk about working hard, but actually do it. It is hard. It's not called easy work. It's called hard work. If you're willing to have the intention to do that and also have the mindset of like, I'm not scared. I am a little scared to move forward, but you know what? I'm going to own that and I'm going to keep taking one step at a time moving forward. And you know, the hardest thing about this situation, I know I'm going to be okay. Like I know, I I, I I believe that, I really do. But then, you know, you see the people around you who are not only colleagues, but also in this business that I've helped build from day one, right. people who have truly become like good friends, yeah. losing everything in their career in like literally the course of two minutes, it's really sucks. It and does that's it. Stuff. And you know, that's all. You just have to sort of own that for a little bit and be like, This really sucks. But now I'm at this point where I'm like, okay, like, what can I do to help all these people get jobs? What can I do to do whatever I can do to help these people move forward? Um, Because there's just so much positivity in those, like, action-oriented things. And I think love is such a tossed-around word, but I think it's a verb. And unless you're, like, doing things... To show that to people, it's, to me, not as powerful, you know? Yeah. If you're feeling it for yourself, that's great. But if you want to share that with the world, you have to do things. And so that's honestly been the thing that's gotten me through this tough week is, like, just taking steps forward. Like, where do we go now? Like, let's do something. Let's actually try to move forward.
0: Well, I mean, uh, one thing I just always think to myself that you cannot give without receiving. Like, that's just how it works. That when you... When you show up for other people, and that's another thing that became a truism for me was, like, sometimes in my depths, I'd be, like, waiting for someone to show up for me. Like, why is this? I need help. I need help. Someone save me, whatever. And it never fucking works. But as soon as you show up for other people, it doesn't matter what it is. It's crazy. It could be charity work or something like that, but it could also just be, like, showing up to help on a gig or, like, with a friend's project or it doesn't fucking matter. As soon as you do that, it starts for, like, things start to click. and floodgates
1: open. And I've also found that, like, in moments where I feel, like, bummed or I'm needing something like emotionally or like physically or whatever I'm always like the things you want are the things you need to give so go give it to somebody if you feel like you need a hug go find someone else to hug maybe they need a hug and then it's weird how the law of attraction works like that because I have been literally because I believe there's a lot of good people in the world already I do believe but I've been shell shocked by the amount of people—strangers, people I don't know, people that I'm a fan of, business owners, venture capital people, whoever—Jared, the amount of people who have reached out to me in the last week has yeah. been like Christmas day every day. It's huh? crazy. Yeah, and I just—well,
0: that just, is—I think it's pretty dumb.
1: awesome. I think it like says a lot of good things about the world. But that's not—I also
0: good. think it says but a lot of good things about you.
1: Well, thank you. That's very sweet. That's but a
0: nice way to think about it. About I do think that's true. It is like, but well, you have a very positive impact on people around you. I think, and you've been like you've been goal. you've been clever, you've been that since the beginning.
1: That's the goal, and also I think that company was built on a foundation like that. Like Dana Ward, right? It's I mean, you're not going to meet Amazing. a more kind person right. in the world, and yeah,
0: she's always been so like weirdly kind. Like to yes. me, I feel like like. um... Like She'll probably say
1: something random and text it to you or send you an email. Yeah,
0: yeah. or like just she would like like she respond to things online that. I was just like, I don't know, it's just weird. Like I not never knew Danny that well, but it's like just she's got a kindness and um it's weird like was I was gonna say, you know some people like it's exciting when you meet somebody who texts back fast mm-hmm. and you're like, oh we're going to be Great. fast texters. We're going
1: to be texting back
0: We're just, Oh, you're a human being like me. Because yeah. when I was sitting here and wonder like, why does it take people so long if I can text back, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're like that too. She feels like that. Like somebody who's like... On
1: the game.
0: On the game, aware of people, aware of you, and, and like in a in, a, in a positive way. Like in a takes you in, thinks about you, Emotionally response.
1: consistent and like someone who genuinely cares about people and especially people who can do nothing for her. Like, yeah. you know, especially in our industry, I know there are a lot of opportunistic people. Truthfully, I don't really care. Like I'm down to help whoever, mm-hmm. but sometimes it can get really discouraging when you feel like, and I don't really have much to offer people, but I see it happen around me. Yeah, Like, are you just being that person's friend because you want something out of them? It's upsetting, but
0: it's, you can't, it, it's extra upsetting, too. I feel like in the world of Internet-y, whatever stuff, whatever level of like bare renown that we have, because you're like, there's not much here anyway. I'm like, like I don't try know to how lead. powerful
1: you think I am, but I cannot yeah. make you famous. But on the flip, it's like you can choose to think about those things all day. Or you can be like freaking Michael Phelps, the Olympic swimmer. You want to know why he won, won, won? It's because he wasn't looking at the people in the lanes next to him. He just kept freaking swimming like a duck, like a huge right. duck. And he won the Olympics every single race. Yeah, It's like you got to keep your blinders on and just keep doing you and not be like so like focused yeah. on all of the negative things around you. Obviously, you want to pay attention to the positive things and where you can help, be a helper always. But... In times that are tough, it's like you just have to take it one step at a freaking time. That's all you can do. Yeah. You can't expect more from yourself. It's like, you know, you got to give yourself a break sometimes. I mean, that's that's all
0: hard to do to it like is. stay blinders, to stay working hard, focusing yourself. I don't know.
1: It is hard because you also don't want to be like so inwardly focused that you're not looking for opportunities to help other people too. Mm -hmm. but I think when you start to, like, form those good habits, getting back to that, I love that book. I think you would like it. What is it on? It's called The Happiness Project, and it's all about forming good habits. Like, the woman who wrote the book was like, I realized that, you know, saving photos and letters people had written me and keeping them in a box so that I could look at them sometimes, that made me happy. So I organized all my photos and letters, Mm -hmm. like something that easy. Or having clutter in my home made me stressed out all the time, so I finally got rid of it. Or, you know, I realized I was always fighting with my husband when this happened or X, Y, and Z and then forming habits to try to change. I mean, we're not perfect, but, you know, we're like people, we're on this journey and it's like, you just got to give yourself a break sometimes because it's just not perfect. You know?
0: Yeah, I do. I don't know. It's like, I'm just.
1: But I think I love what what you're saying about about the legend thing because. I like, we were talking about, I'm a very like mind, body, spirit person. And I do believe that we all have souls and spirits. And like, I remember as a kid, this is like so weird. I don't know if you've experienced this. Like, I think I was like probably around 10, like old enough to kind of be able to describe it cohesively to my parents. But I remember one day just like doing my thing and running around and then going in the bathroom and looking at myself in the mirror and being like, who's that? And being like, whoa, that's me. Because I was so like... In myself, that yeah. I almost like forgot what I looked like, which sounds kind of wild. But I had this no, kind I have of experience, and I think that's a strong indication that you are very like spiritually connected. And
0: I I, this thing is like a that. Word. This
1: is like our shell, you know. And like I love my body, and I'm grateful for it, and I like dressing up and doing all the you know weird, yeah, things and whatever, fashion, etc. But at the end of the day, it's, like, for me, so much more valuable to just have that spiritual life be what's most important mm-hmm. and try to focus on that, which is, like, really hard for me sometimes, honestly.
0: So, how, what is that spiritual life? How does it manifest for you? Like and, for, and specifically, is it a church? Is it church Yeah, or? so I'm
1: Christian, and I think... Um, it's interesting because I think a lot of people's like depiction of like what we grew up with, like organized religion and myself included, like growing up in church and I went to Christian school. I definitely had a very negative viewpoint of a lot of it and a lot of very negative experiences with a lot of the people. Um, As I got older, I came to just understand like we're all flawed and you can't really like take a whole like belief system for all of its people, even though honestly people are the only examples we have. Mm
0: -hmm. So that's
1: like where I'm rooted in and I do go to church and, um, but beyond that, like the day to day of it, I think what's most important for me is that I'm like obsessed with doing things. Like I only find value in being busy. Mm. Like, Being so busy makes me feel like a better person. Like if I'm constantly doing something, I'm okay. And so for me, I've had to like learn how to be silent Mm -hmm. and just like close off my thoughts and have these moments, whether it's like in prayer or just like trying to like listen to what I think like God might be trying to tell me or whatever. And I know that like obviously sounds crazy to many people. Mm -hmm. But I feel that it brings me a lot of, like, clarity and peace and sometimes nuggets of wisdom, you know? Yes. And hard learning lessons. Yeah. So.
0: You know, it's interesting. God. Painful things. Like, literally God. I mean, like,
1: what kind of painful things? What do you mean? Like, sometimes, you know, in those moments, I'll be, like, you know, sitting there and trying to, like, focus on, like, you know, whatever. And then I'll be like, Oh, I have a list of 75 things to do. And I just realize that like my priorities are all over the place and that I'm finding my value and like doing too many things and being too busy mm-hmm. and just being a doer. Yeah. Which is like not always a bad thing, but if that's like all that you are and that you're not comfortable also chilling out, yeah, that might be something to reflect on. I agree with that. And I'm actually learning a lot about that right now because that's, Something I've realized, like time management and like relaxation is hard for me to like chill out. Yeah. That's going to be like a life struggle. I me. know. I think you should spend some time
0: there because I do think in the space that you create, the creation of space like that, things fall into it and open up. I, it's like in yoga, it's like people who can't, people, it, people, who, people who don't like to do yoga, who go like, that's too boring. I just can't sit there. It's like, oh, that, that you should do yoga then. Because, like, there's something in that silence. There's something in that space and stillness that you're avoiding. You know?
1: I totally agree with you. And I have so many friends that as we become adults and, like, my friends are starting to have kids and, like, go through hard life things like losing parents or just the challenges of adulting and, like, doing it all have, like, a lot of them have gotten into meditation Mm -hmm. and find so much peace and solitude through that. And that's what I feel... That I get yeah. through those like focused moments of silence or prayer, or whatever. But it's it's hard for me. to chill out. It's, it's yeah, really hard for me.
0: I totally get that. It's weird because I'm on the other. I feel like I have the opposite where I feel That's I. That's probably
1: a gift. I think. Mm,
0: well, here's the here's what is my issue with it. I think it is. I think that ultimately there's positive things, about I'm grateful for. I had to do for a reason. I think I spent so much time, well, first, just burying it all and avoiding everything and not, you yeah. know, but as soon as I got in touch with, like, my pain and my traumas and my things, and my avoidances, my fears, whatever, I think I spent so much time and energy creating, like, being, like, my reality is inside my perception, so it doesn't matter if I'm successful or not successful career-wise, blah, blah, blah. like, I'm still going to be here. There's this thing, this phrase that... uh a guy, uh, this guy who my mom uh, learned from, and he's one of these, he's, he was a prisoner, he's a life, a life uh, sentence oh, prisoner wow. who was doing this violence rehabilitation program she was part of, and he said, when they take everything from you, all you have is your breath and your word. And that still, like, gets me, and I think to myself, I've, I've spent so much time and effort creating the ability to have peace or comfort or just a nothingness, like I love to just do nothing in myself that a little bit, I've let the doing go by the wayside. So now I feel like at this point in my life is I'm starting to go like, okay, you know, you can create peace for yourself and like you like to do nothing, but you have to like go learn this way of habits that are active and focused and direct and putting the hours into that hard work stuff. And so I feel like, yes, I feel like in our society, there's generally an illness that people do too much of the doing and not of the stillness and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And but the other thing can also be true.
1: Yeah, and I think it's interesting too in, in a city that's like, you know, LA and in our business. Truly, I'm not someone who's like motivated by money, really. I mean, it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to live your life and do nice things yeah. and share that with other people. But I look around at the people around me who are the most happy. Yeah. And they're typically like doing good, you know, they have like nice jobs or whatever. But they're like not obsessed with yeah. anything really except I, balance.
0: I truly think the money thing is like there's just a threshold. The threshold is are you afraid about your bills every month? And yes. can you eat every month? And yes. if you got in a place where you are not and you have like you just never you I think then then you're in pocket. I struggle with that, like, still. Like, that's always my thing. i put so much, I don't know, just the real world is so confusing to me. And I spend so much time And in the you know, creative work to kind of, like, follow your nose and stuff. But I um, think
1: knowing you and being your friend, like, yeah. you are so talented. And, Thank you. No, it's true. It's just true. You really are. And when I see you out there, like, even, like, attempting to do things, you're always actually doing that. Like, Thanks. even this project that you just did, yeah. like, there's a lot of people who probably talk about wanting to do stuff like that, but you're actually yeah. doing it. And for that reason, I think you're winning. I
0: like, agree with you. I do I really feel that do. way. There's, uh, I've realized that... The and you're things,
1: capable of it. And that's not easy. You. It's really well, not easy. I've
0: realized that um, I really... I don't even think it was a cool choice that I made or something like a risk reward thing about like my life path. I think it was like something I didn't have a choice over. And that if I did have a choice, I probably would have picked something like go to college and be normal or whatever. But there was just something in me that just is like, I have to go make things. Yeah. And then I realized, I actually realized in Clever years ago that like, when I was, because Clever was one of the first times that I did, um, when I was first doing it, that I was like, that and other little creative things was all I was doing for work. And I was like, I don't have a day job and it's, it was so great. And I remember being like, but I'm still struggling. Like it's still like you know it's tough. And I realized like, well, the goal you set for yourself, the 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 thing that you wanted and wished for when you were young, was that you could make uh, that your job would be just making people laugh or feel things. And and now you're doing it. You didn't say I want to be fucking super rich. You said, honestly,
1: yeah, I know it's you know? crazy, and it's like honestly, if I wanted to be like the richest person ever, I'd definitely be doing something else. Like yeah, even, definitely. In the definitely. wake in the wake of this week, I'm like why am i not like doing some why am i not like Dude. a nurse or something yes yeah, I was talking, like I think why did i go like, to like law school i think with like i'm like
0: if we wanted to be rich and that's all it was i'm like it'll be obvious i think
1: it'll be easy
0: i, I, I think it's fucking oil like you know what i mean like, it seems so, so obvious to true. me money. you just like become a fucking stockbroker or you go get natural resources like that's what you would do
1: 100 percent, and it's just <laughs> funny to me i'm like I'm definitely not doing this, and I'm very grateful. I make a good living, and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. But, like, if I want to make a lot of money, I would be doing something totally okay, different. I'm like, it seems like getting rich is, I mean, it's not easy, but like, there is a way to do
0: it. It is funny when you like feel like you're afflicted with, like, I have to do this other stupid career that's like all nebulous and I now mean, I just have to because I don't have a fucking choice.
1: My family thought I was crazy for it, the first little while working on the internet before it was a yeah, thing. Like, I just think it's so what? funny,
0: like, how obvious it seems to us, like, how easy it would be to make money. It's if just, like we just weren't so fucking stupid, if we weren't I, so it's like. It's
1: just true, and I actually believe that, and I think it's pretty rational. It's a very rational thought. I would so do too. I, I do think.
0: Sorry, I'm turning the lights on because it got gloomy in here. So <laughs> I do think that like ah, everything from the outside is is simpler. i mean not No, uh, it does seem you know,
1: more simple from the outside, and you know, fortunately, I choose to believe. For us, we've chosen these career paths that intertwine with our life paths. Yes. That, or yeah. like, you know, choose your own adventure. And That's which true. Are my favorite books when yes, I was a kid, of course, which I mean, says a lot about life. I think you know like,
0: so I realized when I chose, like, I was like, the, when I get to create projects and I get to produce or write or direct in them, and, and that very creative capacity, I was like, just the idea of being a producer is as, is high risk reward, basically, where it's like I, I would look around and be like, because you go through stints where you're not working on anything, and you're just like, you know. And I'd be like, damn! I wish I just picked something like, like, like sound engineering, and recording, or, or like, uh, or like being a, a DP or or a, an operator, because like then I would just be working all the time, and you'd be consistent and da 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 da. But the reality is, those things also are limited in like you can only go so far. You'll just be a day gig person, and if you want to make big crazy things like. You just have to start doing it. And one day it might even make you very rich. Who knows? it might make you very successful. It might never, but you just have to realize that it, it is that risk reward thing of like, if you want to be the one that gets to make the choices and get to create the weird things that live in your head and whatever that dream may be, even if it's not a quote unquote creative dream, like if you are making the choice that you want to go be a mover and shaker manifesting things that don't exist yet, just because you imagined them, then like that's You're, a risk reward. And thing. you'll always
1: have the peace of mind that at least you didn't miss an opportunity. Like, I will always yeah. have the peace of mind because I think regret is also. very powerful. Very powerful. And I think I no regrets.
0: I love the show
1: Friday Night Lights. No regrets. No regrets. They always say that say on that? that show. I think that's so sort of funny because I think about
0: whatever, I think of that like no regrets, like <laughs> when it's misspelled. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ragrets. Ragrets. That, um, I actually had to, I came to myself uh, a while ago and I realized, no, no, regret is very useful. Shame, I think, has no yeah. purpose. Shame has its own just toxic, masturbatory, like sort a prison. of corrosive. Yeah, it's not useful. It's like, oh, but regret is very useful. Like you have to be able to look at choices you made or situations you've been in and go, I don't like that and I don't want to do that again. But I think that distinction is important to make with mm-hmm. yourself because it's so easy that we fall into this camp of being like, no regrets, no shame. And whatever, but like, then you just don't learn from your mistakes. Regrets yeah. are
1: a useful learning tool. But what you I were just
0: saying about, um, the, this, this, uh, you'll know that the regret you'll know, like that's the, that legend stuff to me too, the personal legend stuff. And that's what I, has been in the back of my head and why the defy things a little bit of a gift and all these other things are a little bit of a gift. Like all big upheaval is like an opportunity and a, a gift is that, like, there was something that's screaming at me all the time. That's screaming, whispering in the corners and itching in the back of your neck that says, like, you're not really doing it. Though. You're not really doing what you really know you
1: should be doing
0: or trying to do. And I think that voice isn't always easy to listen to, no. partly because it's not very clear, because then you go, like, yeah, you're right, what am I supposed to do? And then it goes silent. Like, I, I used to feel that a lot, like, acting. I was, like, eventually I knew I knew I wanted to write or do other things, because I was, like, I have something to say. It always felt like inside of me there was a voice that was screaming, I have something to say. And then it kind of felt like someone would hand you the mic and then you'd be like,
1: I'm going to say what you I- told me to I- say. I don't know what to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? So That's like, so I do true.
0: think it does take more effort and clarity and I'm still struggling with that. Like, I, like the manifestation stuff, the love attraction stuff people are into, I think sometimes people don't talk about the difficulty because I, this is where I struggle most that of truly, of having a vision of where you want to be. like, what is the focus thing that you're trying to manifest? Like, if you can really hold that clear in your mind, like I truly believe you can make it happen and the people who can't, I find it really hard to specifically hold the thing that I want to get to. And I think that's a, ch- like I used to, I used to feel like I wish I could paint and draw well, because of the ability for someone who paints and draws to like, see something in their head and make it a physical reality is so impressive to me. There's like,
1: not an immediate reward, but there's a reward. It's an immediate reward. you can see.
0: Yeah, and also to me, it speaks to some clarity of connection between your imagination and your thoughts and what you're able to put out into the world. And I felt like if I was able to do that, then maybe I could also, like so much of my thought and my imagination and my future and my dreams have this quality of like peripheral vision. And when I try to turn to look directly at it, it keeps, mm-hmm. keeps swimming well, to the periphery. I think, do you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: I would encourage you. Cause I think that concept of like, what's my, what's my vision? What's my brand? Which is a word that's thrown around so much. I think those words are so intimidating and can be counterproductive. Sometimes I like them. though. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, And I think your vision can be something like, like for me, part of my vision is that I want to be a positive light in the world and that I don't think having fun is something that we should take for granted. I think you should have fun all the time as much as you can. Mm -hmm. And those are some real simple ideas that people probably think are crazy, but that is the place from which... That's like my goal, right? Like that's what I want yep. people to feel when they watch my content or see me or whatever. I want them to feel uplifted and and like it's fun and they feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they can do what they want to, but it's not, for me, it's not like my vision is that I want to be president in 2060. Like I've never felt that way. Yeah. I just know that I feel that my purpose is to do those other things. And so I think my dad always says, that, you know, money and people and whatever always follow a good vision. Yeah. And if you have...
0: you told me that once. That's so
1: good. And so my dad was like, all these people who are worried, like, how am I going to get the money for this? What am I going to do? Like, we don't have money to do this or make this show or do whatever. If you have a vision, if you have real vision, the money will always come to you.
0: I think. I think you're right.
1: I believe it. And I've seen it happen around me so many times. I think
0: people don't... I think people will, because this is my family too, when I say people, like you'll have an idea, but like you have to get good at the ability of communicating that idea to other people. So, like if I have a vision, for like, let's say, let's use this very specific to me example. If I have a movie, it's something I want to make, right? At my level, maybe once you succeeded in showing people you can do things like that, then people will be like, do you have an idea. And it's like, yeah, I got this one idea. You say it. And they're like, wow, I love that. Let's do that. I'm going to get 100 million cops. Maybe. You're like, what? Yeah, maybe. But especially when you're starting out, and I think even then, When you have an idea, what you need to do is be able to go like, here's the very specific idea. This is what would happen. This is what it would look like. I, I saw a talk with Tony Gilroy, who's a writer. I really mm-hmm. love we wrote all born movies, and he also wrote this movie called The Cutting Edge that I fucking love when I was oh a my kid. Gosh,
1: Topic.
0: Topic! He fucking wrote movie Topic. Movie. I didn't even realize. I knew he wrote he wrote um, Michael Clayton, that's one of my favorite movies. Wow. He, amazing movie. He's and, taken
1: a genre turn since Thopic. Dude,
0: Good he, for well, him. this is the that was amazing to me. And I, I was saying when I when I went through his IMDB, he's someone that reminds me of William Goldman, who wrote like The Princess Bride and Bushcasting mm-hmm. the Kid, and stuff. And how his ability to, like, when you read their list, that you're like, they wrote all of those. So stories?
1: diverse.
0: And then I found out, and his top, he, when he was a kid, like 20 or whatever, he interned at William Goldman's office. Like, that's the first, that's, like, writer. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's really anyway, crazy. Anyway, he was saying that when he writes a script, uh, a screenplay, he's like, I'm always just reporting, like, a journal, I'm being a journalist for a movie in my head. But, mm-hmm. like, he sees the whole movie very clearly by the time he's writing the screenplay so and, and like you write a whole treatment and then they go just <laughs> backwards from watch opinion. the movie on yeah. his head and write it down That's and so interesting. to approach things with that kind of clarity and go like, so if you have this, uh, a vision, like you said that your, that your dad, uh, your dad's principle of like money and support, people follow a vision. I think that that is correct. You just have to be able to really have that vision.
1: And it takes time. And I think it takes patience, a lot of patience. Cause like. And Even, work, right? Like, and that, that day so in, day work. out of work. Like, I don't think a lot of people honestly are want to work. I don't. And that's okay. I think okay. that's true. And I think some people should just be like, I don't really want to work hard. And, like, let's Ugh. accept it. And I have move a friend. I mean, it's not on brand for me. I know. But, like, it's okay. No, I, just.
0: Similar to that thing about, like, I wish I just wanted to make money. That'd be so easy. Similar to that, <laughs> I had a friend who, uh, I had a friend. Um, she has uh, someone who's watching their dogs. And was like, yeah, she just this person who watches, that, she just is like massage therapist and trains some people sometimes and watches dogs and, that's and like it. hangs
1: out and that's that her life her. and she loves
0: it. And i was like totally very happy. Fuck, what would that even be like to exactly. like be like? I don't gotta, I don't feel like I have to get a bunch of grown-ups to play pretend for uh, spending <laughs> millions of dollars while we take pictures of it so we can all play it in a movie theater. Like, it's I don't interesting you know?
1: though, and I. I just, I don't know. I do think it takes a lot of hard work. Like even, you know, clever which we've been talking about, like, dude, we've been doing that company for 10 years. Like 10 years is a long ass time. Damn, yeah, you
0: guys have been there for 10 fucking years? Yes! I've only been there rob- for four.
1: That's a long time too. It's four, it's a lot, But it's like, you know, I have a lot of people reach out that are like, I want to do what you do. I, I want to be famous. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, put on your boots and oh, get to work in. Cause I know. like, I think that's the one thing but Patience what
0: you're saying, too, it can be fun. Like, work can be fun. Yes, it
1: should be. I think I'm yeah. grateful. Because a lot of people I know don't like their jobs. Like, I have friends who graduated from undergrad, went straight to grad school or whatever, and were like, I have to do this for 60 years? Oh, no.
0: Yeah. I, my my biggest difficulty, and maybe you have some ideas for this because you're good at building good habits. Um, I've realized I have enormous inertia. And what that means is it's a positive and negative, right? Inertia, meaning like a body in motion tends to stay in motion and a body at rest stays at rest. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I have an idea or a project, it's so fucking hard for me to get started. And it's almost as hard for me to stop once I've started. Like, uh, like, if it's an editing thing and I have a little project or dumb video, I will, if I finally get myself to start doing it, I, I'll blink and it's the middle of the night. And you're right. like, okay, I don't know how to stop. Exactly. And that feels so good to be in that flow. And I think it has to do with my ADD stuff or whatever. But if I'm not in that, I can go days with, like, ideas in my head and things I know I should be doing and just be, like, listless and be like, oh, okay. You know I what mean, I mean?
1: I would recommend to you, um, I think... Being on a team, whether it's just like you and one other person, I don't think you need a lot of cooks in that kitchen because that is counterproductive at times. Maybe just one or two teammates that keep you going when you can't and vice versa. Like, for example, last week when the company shut down, uh, Lily and I were supposed to go to our friend Candy Johnson, who's another YouTuber. Mm-hmm. We we're supposed to go to her big launch. She's like launching a hair or body cream line or something. And Lily called me during the day and she's like, today's been too hard. It's been like a really rough day with the company closing down and everything. She's like, I don't think I can go. And I was like, Lily, we have to go. It's our friend. Like we have to go support her. Cut to like five hours later, I had had a day of it. And I was like, Lily, I cannot go talk to more people. And she was like, no, we're going. It's Candy. She's Mm -hmm. our friend. We have to go support her. And if she had said no, if she hadn't have been the one to keep co-signed me going, your I, she would have co-signed my bullshit. I would have been like, bye. Yeah. So that's why I think having a teammate is a good thing. Yeah. But I think choosing those people, like choosing a partner or whatever, is everything. Yeah. So like, that's the moment when you got to get picky about choosing why you Yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. But you have right.
1: like great people around you. That's actually. true. And I, like, like, Zeke is my creative partner. Zeke is and awesome. he's so
0: fucking great. And like, uh, he actually, one of the... Coping strategies and ADHD stuff—they tell you it's called body doubling. When you have difficulty getting work done, literally just sitting in a room with another person like helps you. And sometimes that's what we do. Sometimes we'll have days like we get together intending to write, we just just end up taking care of individual administrative bullshit. Right. And it just I wouldn't have done it being if like, with in someone the same else room. is
1: helpful. I think that, that is makes helpful. so much sense. That is good I get very distracted sometimes when I'm by myself too.
0: What about like because you, you work out a lot, right? Yeah, How do you do. do. Do you do that on your own? Do you have like workout buddies and um, buddies? So
1: interestingly, I actually go to classes mostly That's because class. I find that being with other people and being like, oh, I don't want to let this lady next to me down if I don't do my Pilates well, mm-hmm. which is so dumb and absolutely not true, but I do find that I'm willing to push myself a lot harder if I feel like I'm in a community with it.
0: Even that's very positive and unique, though. Like, Because usually like, it's a, it's a competitive thing that comes out of you. I mean, you've
1: been to Cycle, We've worked out together yeah, a lot. Yeah. So we, you and I have worked on to a lot of workouts. Thing. And, you know, there's just something about being in a room full of energy and full of, like, sweat. And everybody's, like, in it together. And you're a team. Yeah. You're like a wolf pack or something. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? And also working out for me and talking about, like, your podcast being focused on mental health. I think working out for me is one of the number one things I can do um, to really keep my mental health in a good place. Yep,
0: yeah, I agree with that completely. Whenever I... Whenever I feel I really breaks. down
1: if I don't work out. I don't yeah. sleep.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I uh, It's been tough. Lately, I've been just very inconsistent. But usually, I get like one or maybe two days a week at the very least. That's great. Place. And uh, it's weird to think like... I don't know you know like if I wasn't doing that I, I don't know people some people I know like never exercise and I'm like I don't know I don't know how you makes do that. me
1: feel angsty and I always think like also I'll tend to be like oh I didn't go hard today or I didn't do this and I always told myself something's better than nothing like yeah something is always better than nothing so yeah. you got to give yourself a pass
0: sometimes. that's so true sometimes I'll like get myself in there just by doing like little 10 or 12 minute workouts you know what I mean so like you set a timer and you go like okay and just that. You're like, oh, I did something today. That's all I need to do. You know? Exactly.
1: And that's like a good model for life, yeah. I think. Because all those baby steps add up.
0: Well, let's uh, move into our Swix kick, kick cues. Six well, quick cues. Because, yeah, we're, we're getting there. All right. The first one is, uh, I've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, the, typically, this question is, have you ever diagnosed with anything or, or signed anything? Yeah. You said no.
1: I have not been diagnosed with anything. Do you have anything um, that you
0: feel like is your particular... Demon your particular struggle that's that is life is tough for you? I
1: sometimes do have issues with like holding my attention. Yeah. I do think people in my family definitely, I don't know if it's genetic. I do have a lot of people, not in my immediate family, but close extended family who have dealt with substance abuse issues. Got like it. I was like, my family's very open. So when I was like eight, my mom was picking me up to school and being like, we have to go visit grandma in rehab. Um, she has group therapy today. Mm-hmm. You Know so, um, that's always something I'm conscious of is like being aware of uh, um, those potentials because a lot of people, you know, you see like genetic breakdowns for that kind of stuff, and it's so really I think real. it's good. I'm very aware of that. Um, besides do you drink that, that thing at all? I do drink, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not, I have never gotten into like, I mean, whatever weed, like, I'm, I don't even really have an issue with that, honestly. California legal, yeah, okay. um, but any other substances, I don't even really like to take medicine unless i have to because it affects yeah. me so much i'm
0: more likely to take drugs like drug drugs than i am medicine these yes days. like especially like i used to think i've broken like candy like because it's like jujitsu it stuff. freaks me out Dude, now you just learn like there's a thing if you take a lot high, like regular doses of that that you're like have like a 60 percent increased chance of heart disease like it's, mm, it's so true crazy.
1: no it's really true like I'll take like some cough syrup. I had stroke throat last week and I'll be like loopy for three hours. I'm just like, how do people take this? I think my system's really affected. Well,
0: I also, the other thing about the drug thing is like, like with weed in particular, which I've gotten more into and like, like I stopped drinking. I haven't really drank this year at all, but, um, Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Fantastic. That's awesome. So corrosive, such a downer for me, you know, but um, I'll probably incorporate it a little bit. More in the new year, just like a nice once in a while has like a nice environmental thing to it.
1: An aged wine. An aged wine. Bourbon of wine, some, some
0: sort. <laughs> the man. Oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm
1: tired of
0: <laughs> to the brandy. So, yeah. You
1: sound like Jiminy Glick. Do you <laughs> know who that is? Oh yeah. Oh. Jiminy,
0: Glick. Jiminy Glick. Yeah, Jiminy yeah. Glick.
1: Yeah. I was, Titanic. I saw
0: the Titanic again recently, <laughs> and like. Lena McHenry is laughably young in that movie. He's like
1: 18 or And imagining something. him,
0: that scene, it was the scene when he's like around the table with rich people. He's like, last week I was in Paris drawing bitches, and whatever. This week I'm sitting here with you fine people. Kick out. And he some like <laughs> badges to him. And you're just oh, like, well. every, anybody in the world be like, who is this fucking dipshit kid? Yes, yeah,
1: there were airplanes, so no, like what? Who is there <laughs> there <weren't airplanes? laughs> Who's this fucking...
0: Poor kid acting like all like Bohemian or whatever. Get out of here. You know? Play-o. With you, people. That's <laughs> so dumb. Anyway. Um, um but as I was say. I like uh, weed in particular. I'm more and more of that like stoner variety of like it's this magical plant that does all these amazing things. That like not only is the CBD very healing and stuff for you, and there's all these amazing things that the cannabis uh, plant can do. The like hemp is like you can use it for fucking anything. Well, CBD is
1: in literally everything in LA.
0: Now. Oh, now yeah, it's but everywhere. Also, the THC stuff. I really do think um, I've gotten more into like being very stony baloney and really like I really love the <laughs> stony <laughs> baloney. The thoughts. It gives me I, I like how it like um i just it makes time yeah. something more i was just talking about this earlier today so this is gonna be a re- repeat thing but I, on that same token i'm very intrigued i've done very minimal amounts of any like psychotropic uh-huh. substances whatever and there's all this stuff coming up now about like the lsd mdma mushrooms that they these all can uh, have very profound effects on healing trauma I'm um, curing depression, and curing addiction, and sometimes like intervention level, like wow. a one-time event, like you do it and it just changes. That's so interesting. Really like there was a study that just came out about MDMA, um, that uh it was a few weeks ago. I think the study involved twenty-eight people, which for this kind of trial is a significant amount, and they all were people with PTSD, like like you know, some kind of sincere diagnosed PTSD symptoms. And they did this MDMA therapy sessions, and they were three sessions over the course of three months. And like something like forty something percent of them reported a cease of all symptoms after just one session. And a year later, after all three, but like a year after, uh seventy three percent or seventy-eight percent of all of them had no PTSD. Wow, like that's like so this interesting. like like they might have had other things still, but like no longer do they fit the diagnosis that diagnosis. Of PTSD. That's so interesting. And so you're like, Yeah, that basically <laughs> my mom's done some MDMA uh facilitated therapy and uh that says great things about it that basically like it does help you just rewire your brain the way my mom described it was that it was like you could under the influence of these things with all this these good chemicals in your brain that make you feel happy then a therapist or somebody could say like hey so you're feeling good and stuff right yeah you know that thing that that you we've talking about that causes you a lot of pain that scary thing that happened in your life or whatever um maybe we can talk about that a little bit more now and that you're in such a place of like Happiness that so you can feel and relive those experiences without the and the like trauma. assess them and the try and yeah. kind of like reassociate your relation to them in That's this so interesting and from like, that
1: positive standpoint yeah like, and I was to, like that is
0: very profound to think about and like with the marijuana stuff I feel that way sometimes that like the existential plight uh, that that scares me so much to think about. Sometimes you can get outside of it and have these thoughts about like, wow, time. Like one thing that I think is so interesting to think about is like if the universe is infinite, which I don't think it technically is. I think, I guess we don't really fucking don't know. It might just be expanding constantly. Yeah. But if the universe is infinite, then truly every person is the center of the universe, you know? That's so true. Wherever your consciousness is, is the center of all things. Wow.
1: That's crazy to think about.
0: And that if you want to think about it, it is actually like you only experience existence from your one central point. Like you have a sphere of awareness that moves constantly, but that in your experience of reality, you are the center of all of it. Mm -hmm. And I do believe like with marijuana and some things, it allows you to shift away from that center line and like observe yourself and other things from a perspective that isn't so blinded by your own personal mm-hmm. focus, you know? Right,
1: that's interesting.
0: There, there's this thing that they say, and I'm just going really used to the track because this, making me think of things now, like but there's this thing in this book about, it's uh, called The Philosopher and the Wolf. And one thing they talk about in the introduction of the book is just like that wolves have always symbolized darkness. They, they symbolize like the shadow in, in, in human nature, the dark side of human nature. And they were like, but a shadow can be created in one of two ways. It can be created by um, occluding the light, uh, you know, like by blocking it. And that's typically what the idea is of like, And it casts a shadow as right. a result that the wolf represents that. It blocks the light. And it's a scary thing. But also in his positing in the book is that it's possible to you create a shadow by being a source of light, that there is no shadow until the light is present. And that makes us face our own shadow. And sometimes I think getting outside of myself, like is is that you and the book is to do with like that maybe wolves there's an example of them as a source of light that forces us to face some stuff about like our fears. like simian instincts that are different than you know uh, that are different than canine ones but um, but just that being able to observe yourself and move your source of light uh, so that you can look at the shadow you cast instead of just being the in the middle of it constantly I don't know I think it's like it's valuable that's interesting anyway that was a weird little tangent no I like that um <laughs> Yeah. So, okay, well, let's move to two. You ever tried coping with just the difficulties of life? Like, I don't think you need to have, like, uh, a diagnosed syndrome or something like that to have, like, before I was diagnosed as something, I still was a thing. Right. Everyone has struggles in life. Have you ever, what do you do to cope? And, and it could be chemical stuff or things that you've tried to cope in those ways that worked or didn't work. It could be physical practices. Could be, like, what are, what do you, what's your medications
1: um, I think for me, good coping mechanisms are spending time with good people mm-hmm. and like enjoying a nice meal. I love a good, I love food. I love sharing the experience of food and wine with people a lot. Really? I think that is Dying. the best medicine, Sharing, breaking bread together. It's like primal. It's like what we want. It's special. I love that.
0: This and is, then, maybe we are, we are very weirdly really similar. We people. are. That was, I, for the longest time, I was like, you want to know this? I'll tell you, the meaning of life is literally eating with other people. That's literally, if you look for like a meaning for your organism, a function, a goal, an end goal for your organism is to be alive and be safe and eat. And you that's, know what's
1: interesting is last year I read this book. Like I said, I'm Christian. I read this book called Meals with Jesus mm-hmm. and every time... I think there's like nine times in the New Testament, which is like all of Jesus's story, uh, nine times out of like whatever, the, the multiple times he's mentioned, he's eating meals with people. Hmm. Like one of the books in the Bible in the New Testament is literally just him eating and drinking with people. Yeah, And I think like we just want, we all crave like something real, like I said. Yep. And there's so much realness to be shared when you're just like, sharing a meal and not a work lunch, but like having people over for dinner or like just spending. And I think it's different than going out to dinner. I think having people over is different Yeah. because then there's like no reason to like get out or run out so quickly. I love entertaining and I grew up in a house. My parents have parties like every day. So it's a big part of my culture too. So I think that's a really great medicine is sharing. And it gets your mind off of like whatever it is you're personally dealing with because you're in conversation and community with somebody else. Love that. Also, exercising is really good for me because yeah. it helps me sleep, which gets hard for me when I get stressed out.
0: Yeah. I've been meaning to try to do more um, cardio kind of stuff because I so think that helps me sleep. Like, I, if I lift really heavy, like I'm going through intense strength cycles, that also functions for that. But, like, I don't know. There's something about exhausting Sweating yourself.
1: and, like... Freaking, just being like uh, a yeah. shell of yourself when you're done. It yes. really helps you
0: sleep. You sleep so fucking hard. Do you work in the morning or in the evening?
1: The morning. How
0: do you? Yeah,
1: it. I. It was hard. I'm not a morning person. I turned myself into one. Oh, cool. Because I think you could be a lot more productive if you get up yep. early in the morning. At least for me,
0: I think. I think I'm like that, but that's my girlfriend said it was like I think you just have to face the facts that we're morning people, and I was like, I oh, God, because I'm so tired, I don't like to get up. But it's true. So much more productive in the morning. It's
1: just you have to be, and I heard like most actually really successful people get up early in the morning so i turned myself into one Good job. but now it's like six o'clock and i'm like is it bedtime
0: I don't, but that, i'm not I think, even that's kidding. good though i think that's awesome you're you're literally you're like every time i, I watch those vanity fair things about a typical day in the life of the whatever and like terry cruz and john cena was like jack dude they night. get up at like dude, four in the four morning six they're
1: crazy but
0: there is something about like I I, I always said, like, if I could, that window from, like, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., if the whole day could be that energy. And it's
1: also peaceful. Like, the world's not really awake. The light is different. The emails are not coming through. In L.A., it's quiet. There's no cars on the street. And, like, I feel like I can start my day without having a ton of stuff in my face.
0: Yeah, it also feels like you're kind of, like, on the front end of everybody else's schedule.
1: I can ease myself into my own day because I need at least... Fifteen cups of coffee. <laughs> also maybe that's a coping mechanism. Oh, I have yeah. a serious coffee addiction, fucking, I but I just really there. love it. I've loved it since I was like small you child. At all. Um, no, I'm very blessed. Yeah, #hashtag very blessed that I can drink all the coffee, eat all the cheese, all Brussels right. sprouts, kale. Yeah, good bowels. My bowels are really functioning. Bless you. I'm very very you're grateful. Lucky. You're very
0: lucky. I
1: know, I know, and I'm very grateful. You're too. very
0: lucky. I hope you're happy. Truly,
1: uh, I am. Well, happy. also
0: though, I, I truly uh, more and more, I'm like, I think my bowels and stuff is like. Uh, I did, like, a blood allergy test last week. Oh, you day. did? Ah. it's like, nothing. Ah. Nothing. No allergies. Huh. And uh, celiac is a different test. I like oh, to right. eat gluten for a month. Yeah. But, like, a- after eating a little bit of gluten and, like, I'm kind of fine. I'm, like, maybe it's all in my head. And the doctor was like, it's mostly psychological. It's mostly, like, you know, I just think I process stress that way. So there's aspects of, like, maybe she's got a fucking...
1: Well, it's, like, some people, like, oh, like stressful situation I'll find like oh my back hurts so, that. so why wouldn't it be that oh my bells are exploding 100%. like same concept it's like Compliment. contraction inside of your body that's happening and that's, I think it makes so much sense just clench
0: your butthole whenever you're stressed oh you my like,
1: gosh oh. that sounds terrible <laughs> what if someone surprises you and it opens up quickly you're We're done I'm afraid of that every day
0: <laughs> that's why I go to the bathroom so much like,
1: I have like a release, fear. Release. I have a
0: fear that a rock will fall out of the sky I and I'll be unconscious and I'll shit myself, yeah. So I'm just trying to poop, I'm trying to get it all the feet out as much as I can. I'm
1: like, let's talk about
0: that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what's the a cheesy you find inspiring?
1: Oh my gosh, something cheesy that I find inspiring. Well, I love cheesy stuff. I really do. I love (laughs) Pinterest quotes. I don't have a mantra or anything, um, but I love... But I'm thinking about getting one. I'm thinking about it. I'm deeply thinking about it. I love fragrant candles. Love that. And I don't know, like uplifting text messages. Just out of the book. Um, yeah, isn't it nice when you're just like someone just texts you, hey, thinking of you. How are you? Here's blah blah blah. Yes. I love that. That inspires that me, sense. and that's kind of cheesy.
0: I think it's nice to try to like randomly send nice things to people you don't talk to all the time, like their pals. But like so true. You know?
1: And one of the things that inspires me most that I'm afraid is becoming a lost art, and truly, well, two of the things that I want to inspire the next generation are pleasantries, please, thank yous, etc., and thank you cards.
0: I think the I perfect, do. I think bank cards are very beautiful. I don't have the diligence about them. I did buy myself a bunch of stationery one day. Or just you
1: know, like mail in general. Like snail mail, mail. So like my gosh, like can you remember the last time you got like a handwritten card in the mail? Like it's very uncommon, but when it comes, you feel like oh, I'm so it's special.
0: True. That is true. So that's
1: some cheese I like.
0: I fucking shit. That's some cheese.
1: I'm going to write you a letter after okay,
0: this. Okay, number four. Yes. What is something dark about? And this what I'm actually something really excited to ask something you. Something dark about me? Yeah, you don't, you don't, you're not a very dark person in general. Some people I have on this, and I'm like, and eh, this is a silly question to ask. We talking about dark stuff the whole time, but for you and other people, there. Are, what is something dark? What's the most goth thing about Josh?
1: I think, like, kind of touched upon. I think sometimes the things I find my value in are not things I wish that I did. Like. Being someone who's just obsessed with like constantly going and going and going and going and going, but like, where am I going? What am I doing? Like what? achievement, like, like metric. yes. I would call it metrics of success. Yes. and and also the interesting thing is it's um, how does
0: it manifest though? Like, is it just in self? It, like,
1: I definitely had experiences. No, because thankfully that's. I feel like I'm I've kind of just doing it. my. I feel like I'm just yeah. doing my own thing. For me, it manifests in like i've had a few times in the past few years where i'm like oh you know how people like celebrities are always like so exhausted they're getting like checked into the hospital yeah. i could see that happening to me i i can Sorry. i can now understand i've had times when i'm like i call it my toddler moments when i'm just one moment away i feel like on the edge mm-hmm. and today's the day i'm gonna lose it and you start crying or freaking out and you're gonna have to just like put me in some sort of place for like on an IV or something. Yeah. So that's I the this thing. this might be a
0: syndrome or something among a certain population in LA that I just have gotten to know very well of these like high achieving women in this entertainment field. Um, Cause I know a few people like that.
1: I have I'm friends.
0: that I'm like, you are going to die. Please.
1: And I have friends too that are, have felt the same thing and,
0: it's interesting because I've never detected that in you. Like some people I can feel, maybe it's just I'm closer to them, you know what I mean? But, but like, like um, so you're hiding it well. Yes. You seem to just kind of be good at, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. in your element. And
1: I have like, you know, for the past however many years I've been working as a career person so hard. And I kind of decided a few years ago after like some other life experiences that I was like, you know what? I feel good about things. And I think it was two or three years ago. I was like, "This is the year I'm gonna get a life. I'm gonna start living my life." So I started telling everyone around me. I started telling my friends. I was like, "Hey, just wanna let you know, this year I'm getting a life." I'm, and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "They're like, no, you're not. You're like a workaholic." I'm like, "No, no, no. This year I'm getting a life. It's happening." And it was a big transitional year for my life. I met my boyfriend. That was, was like, it. We're very serious. Yes. And I told him when I met him. I'm like, "So glad I met you. This is the year I'm getting a life." So like if you want to be involved, that would be Whoa. great. And like, you know, all my friends, my field. friends would so be like, like, Oh, you're getting a life this year. Do you want to go on vacation or whatever? So I found someone that like makes me want to change my priorities. Yeah. And that's been really helpful. That
0: is me. cool. That's As helpful. If, uh, I feel like I'm struggling with that a little bit. It's hard. Part of me feels like almost the opposite. Like I focus too much on having a life and like, now I have to, like, have a career. I need to, See, like, now
1: we need to learn things from each other. Well,
0: I mean, it makes me feel like I need to, like, throw my life out to, like, make a career. Which I not, no. not I don't think that's truly true. But there is an aspect of, like, I mean, I'm 33 now. And if I want to be in a very different place and, like, have certain things in place that I want to be a little more established by the time I'm 40, it's, like, this is the time to fucking grind a little bit. And I think there's, like, a little bit of a, a falsehood in that. Like, I do believe people... There's really no rules about when you start and where you start and mm-hmm. life, where things click for you. But, yeah, that's maybe a larger topic for us to talk about. I'll stay throughout some time. Because that I know, is, that we is should, true. like, trade
1: secret. I'm really
0: good at, like, doing nothing. I feel like and I'm actually, really good at enjoying my myself. family's
1: really good at working hard and playing hard, like, chilling hard. Yeah. Like, you know, my dad really busted his ass when he was young. Yeah. And started his family when he was young. And my mom too.
0: Think
1: and now my dad's sixty, and he's like, "I'm I'm retired. Yeah. I'm chilling. What do yeah, you want do?" Yeah, I think that's an
0: option for our fucking generation. No, though.
1: it's not for me because like
0: not, I'm not even not even morally. Like, I mean, like you know what I mean? Like I mean, no, like, I'm just there's like, no retirement for us. No, and
1: like my parents started having kids when they were like eighteen or something. Not eighteen, but in their early early twenties. Right. So my dad's like. I'm done, I'm chilling, I'm 60. He's like a really young guy, you right, know? Right, right. Um, yeah, no, I don't think
0: we're going to be able to retire. I think we're going to have to, like, work forever. Well, this is how, hopefully, you start to figure out one of those ways I to, know. like, be making money while you're sleeping kind of thing. You I know, know?
1: seriously. We need to invent Beats by Dre. That's what I keep saying. We need saying. to
0: invent some fucking Beats by Dre. We
1: have to, like, you seen that documentary? Start if you a wanna cult, get, maybe? Oh, gosh, if you want to get inspired, something that truly inspires me, that's not cheesy, is the Defiant Ones that documentary that's Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine? Oh, I, I watched that. that movie in the course of one day. It's four parts. Right. It's very long. I it was like at night. My brother was over at my house. He was asleep on my couch. I got on up Netflix? and started working.
0: It's on Netflix.
1: It's on HBO. HBO Go. Find it. It's really freaking. Good. If that doesn't get you up and yeah. moving and inspired, all right, that's good. It's an amazing story. Good documentary.
0: Um, dark. Oh, what's the last gorgeous thing you saw?
1: Oh my, well, aside from your beautiful face.
0: Thank you. Most
1: gorgeous thing I saw. Oh my gosh. So last weekend, really random story. I went to dinner in Laguna Beach Mm -hmm. and it's so far away and I was so tired to like drive home. And I was with my boyfriend and we were like, how are we going to get home from here? It's like 80 miles back to LA. Mm It was like 10 Mm -hmm. o'clock. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, my sister's camping next door. In, this, in her trailer Whoa. with her family. Yeah. So I called my sister at 10 o'clock and was like, I'm next door. Can I sleep in your trailer at your campsite mm-hmm. tonight? She's like, sure. Come on over. So my sister has two babies mm-hmm. and uh, her son was sleeping in the top bunk of the bunk bed. And so my boyfriend and I shared the bottom bunk of the bunk beds, which were twin beds. And there's nothing like... First off, parents are amazing. I don't know how they do it. Mm-hmm. I know you're from a big family. Yeah. Um, being woken up every day at 5 a.m. inside of a trailer oh. by a one-year-old. But there's just something so gorgeous about like a baby's face in the morning. Yeah. Even when it's screaming. And my niece was also woke up in the morning and was eating a barbecued chicken breast like the truth.
0: Oh that's like that, that's that's real, dude that's like just, that, is, that is I'm so excited like Thanksgiving is like coming up and yes. that, the only bummer is that like I'm not gonna be ever cold for him but like you know fucking Arizona but that being <laughs> said that morning it's not a funny Cause thing because you that, have a like, nephew um,
1: just one nephew yeah, yeah. I
0: have a nephew but then I got like I got other cousins kids are up, just and,
1: so like cute and they yeah. do the funniest the, the stupidest things are funny and, and like,
0: just, like the multi-generational gathering is such a positive effect it on really
1: me. does
0: there's a fun, it's so funny. Like it's one of those like white people love to say things, uh-huh. but it was like, they love like at the holidays, uh, the last person to wake up so they like to say well, well look who's alive
1: <laughs> look who decided to join us yeah. and I'm
0: like wow. oh, oh no they go she's alive that's what it is you know you come down to the kitchen but that I, I call it um I, I call it wolf morning <laughs> which is like this thing where like at the holidays and all the families at home so people are like sleeping in all different rooms and like grandparents have the nice beds and stuff but then like that means you and your cousins probably slept like in the basement on the couch or like on beanbags <laughs> so and, true and, you know you all got drunk and stuff so you like are you're are like so
1: waiting an and
0: you get up and like your grandma because they got up earlier mom they like make coffee and so there's like steam and there's so the like, way they're just like there's oh, always oh. bacon smells yes my there's
1: always bacon,
0: bacon smells and it's just like everybody gathers the pack gathers they like go wolf morning one day i'm to open a cafe i want to do it forever we have a little coffee shop and what we do is we make coffee and bacon because the only options that you have in the morning everywhere else is like cake variations of cake oh my you know? gosh
1: jared that is that is morning. how you're going to retire yeah so bacon coffee, and coffee
0: yeah bacon and coffee is the primary and then like other little like non cakey carby like meat little things you can grab and walk with you know yeah, are like carboiled eggs and stuff like that or like cable
1: Awesome idea.
0: Wolf morning. But that comes from that idea of like that wonderful feeling of being around your pack in the morning. And like, it, again, it's that early morning thing from about 6 to 9 a.m. period of time where you're just like, it's just like the light the of the world, world is, is fresh.
1: different, you know?
0: Yeah, man. It's so great. It's just, it is like a wonderful feeling to feel really present with like, the truth that a new day dawns every 24 hours.
1: It's true. It's crazy. It's such a gift.
0: It, it is. Like every, every Unless revelation. you live in
1: Alaska, it's just dark all the time. <laughs> right. I don't know if you've been there, In which case, life
0: is, is just a bizarre nightmare. It's
1: dark. It is very dark.
0: <laughs> uh, or the last last one is yes. my Don't Kill Yourself list. So my list of Don't Kill Yourself, I started when I was in a very dark place in my life. And it's just, uh I always start with coffee, sandwiches, and lavender soap. And I would like you to add something. It's usually things that are accessible and present and like, you know, whatever, in our Undeniably good reasons to be alive. Um, the beach. Oh. I love the
1: beach. I love just nature in general. Yeah. Whatever it is. Uh, coffee, coffee make creamer, sugar free, powdered from Walmart, amazing. And then like a nice red wine. Coffee until cocktails. That's how I oh, feel. Oh my god.
0: That's a good. That should be. I uh, love
1: beverages.
0: That that'll, that that would be a great.
1: That's like a but, podcast or something. Coffee to cocktails.
0: Coffee to cocktails. But and like, uh, cocktail. like, coffee to cocktails like like as a principle of how to live your life. Yeah. Which I kind of agree with. I just love beverages.
1: I love them. Line them up. Give me a green Dude. juice. Give me some cayenne water. Yeah, I
0: think about about um about dining, like eating being the best the, more, the point of life. Like I truly like my, my paradise and I have kind of backed off it just because of like life things and whatever. But for a long time, like I was like, and I'll probably return to this, like my vision of yeah, here it is. Like the perfect thing is like a table covered in so many plates and glasses. Like every t- every plate, you're like you're like a mug and a water glass and a stemware and another stemware and. A and sparkling when they're water. like, what
1: do you want to drink? Everything.
0: Everything, and there's just a million plates, and you're all just like dining, and the ritual and the accoutrement of the altar you create. It's the best thing in the world. And also,
1: it is like accessible to all of us. Like some of the poorest places I've visited. I've had the best meals yeah. with the most generous people who invited me into their houses like straight I'm like okay this seems weird but sure I'll come over to someone I don't know's house and like take great care of you and I just yeah. think I think there's so much to be said for that. The
0: precursor to my uh, Don't Kill Yourself list one of the first things that I was I would tell myself no like, matter how poor I got no matter how bad life got like pretty much always I would have at least I would have $10 which was enough to get coffee and a good dessert somewhere. Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that you know that's not always the, there's there's Things you can extrapolate from that that aren't the best strategies that can cause me problems that sort of thing of like, you know, you're so poor money so unreliable you just blow it and you have it or whatever. But that truly like, what's that ten dollars going to make a difference? And that you always have accessible to you like these luxuries, like these like the pinnacle of humanity, like going from like creatures who ran around in the woods and died from exposure and where hopefully you killed an animal today so you could live or found some berries to like you can go like. All the insane civilization required it's, to make, like, a piece of cake.
1: Especially in a city like L.A. where every type of food. Yeah. And my boyfriend hates the term foodie. Hates I it. hate it,
0: too. But he's like, I, I oh, but
1: he's, he's one. Well, me he and my loves friends, uh, food.
0: We we're trying to come up with a better term. For a while, we were doing food head. And we thought it was kind of, like, funny. Because it's, like, gearhead, And it doesn't sound as, like, foodie. Foodie just sounds like a hard It's, feely. like,
1: too hipstery.
0: It's, know, it's just how we I used to associate it more with, like... Williams Sonoma catalog. It's like very artisanal,
1: but yeah, like, sounds like I'm a
0: foodie. I like bacon jam, and you're like, go no away. you know, like shut up, like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you'd have to, you, you need a word to differentiate yourself from those people. I know?
1: like snacks. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, like, like to just, just like just loving
1: food, like the story of. Give me food some and, pretzel chips. I okay. love
0: fucking garbage. I love <laughs> the high ends. I love food. It's all just got so much story associated with it. Anyway. All right. Well, that was great. Great. Let's see. I think you've done it. My good favorite. <laughs> I know I'm a little uh, Thanks for doing this, Josh. This is fun. Glad we finally did it.
1: I'm so I, glad. I'm
0: excited to see what. What are you gonna do now? Are you, gonna, are you gonna. Are you gonna do the channel? Are you gonna do like vloggy stuff? Or? We'll see what
1: happens. I launched my YouTube channel this week, and people watched. And I only have one video on my channel. And a lot of people watch. What Jared. do
0: you say happened? You think we're gonna? You think like the clever, like you know what could happen? And We can talk more about this later. Yeah. Because I was I was kind of thinking about like the Valley Folk. Do you know who
1: they are? I love Joe Beretta. I love Lee
0: I love Lee and Elliot are two of my like close favorite people in the world. They had a
1: great month. I guess last month they had some great people on. They I have, saw
0: Joe tweet about it. folk is Renly. so successful. And
1: like Shane Top. Anyways,
0: it's so I'm funny. I'm hugely
1: doing. hugely a fan. Of anything Joe Beretta does. Yes.
0: 100%. Great person. Agree.
1: You should have him on the show.
0: I know. Well, we've talked about it. You should. About it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to test him again. Um, but I'm just saying, I was like, there's a model there.
1: They're Patreoning, right? Uh,
0: yeah, they, like, I was yeah. saying they were all source people. Yeah, and they, they got were. they got the thing the together. Back and everyone together. Was like, yes, we want this. And they do it themselves. And I was like...
1: I know. I'm really proud of them. Yeah, Might honestly. Might be a better you, situation for I, clever people. I don't know what the future holds. Yeah. Like, at all, whatsoever. But I'm excited about it.
0: I'm excited about it, too. I'm excited for you. Thank you. A, Thank you. Thank I, you
1: right, so I'm much. good. Salutations.
0: Salutations. Uh, 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 namaste. Greetings. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed the pod, check us out on patreon.com slash mygoodbadbrain. If you want to Cost some dollar bills that way. And uh if you know, think about leaving us uh, a, a nice review. Those are nice. They're they're lovely. Share us with a friend. Okay, take care of yourself, hydrate, bye bye.